This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode 25. This is uh, entitled, What Sedevacantism Is and What It Is Not. First, we'll start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. Om. All that I am and all that I have, all that I shall, all that I do shall be consecrated to your service and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. This particular episode is aimed not just, well, Set of a contest might think, well, this is nothing, you know, we know what set of a contestism is. It's still kind of aimed at set of a contest and Vatican II. Um, I'm going to say what set of a contum is, set of a contestism is, and I'm going to say what it means for the set of a contest. I'm going to say what it means to the Vatican II people and so on and so forth. So, First, let's start with the Vatican II Catholics. What Sedevacantism is, it's very simple. It's Catholic doctrine and teachings before the Second Vatican Council. That's it. That's all Sedevacantism is. Now, I I, I, I want to aim this especially at the people who gripe and complain on the internet. Oh, Francis this. Oh, Bishop so-and-so. Let me ask you something. You, you've seen the pictures of uh, anti-Pope Francis, right? The heretic in chief. You've seen them, right? And you've seen the pictures of uh, the anti-Pope John Paul II, you know, mugging for the camera, wearing, you know, dressed like a rock star. Now, just bear with me. I want to ask you something. Go back prior. Oh, oh. One more example. Uh, Anti-Pope Benedict drinking a huge stein of beer in public. Now, I want to ask you guys something. Just do a little thought experiment with me. In what, prior to 1960, you show me, you show me an image where a Pope, if there was photography in his air where he was mugging for the camera. You show me a picture of a a, ninth, uh, a pope prior to the, to the Vatican II drinking a huge stein of beer. You show me a bishop in a cheese hat. You 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 show me a bishop prior to Vatican II in anything resembling some sort of costume, for lack of a better term. Okay. Now, some of the, you know, some of the uh, 
Vatican II people who don't, uh, you know, for whatever reason they have, they, they want to hang on to the fact that Vatican II is a legitimate council. Okay? They want to hang on to that. But they don't, they don't want to look at the evidence where you look at the uh, Constitution of Vatican II and you compare it to what previous popes had said, to what previous doctors of the church had said. You know, they, they don't want to do that. Or if they do, they want to mumble something about the spirit of Vatican II. Okay? Well, I'm sorry, guys. There is no, 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 I take that back. The spirit of Vatican II is, is it contradicts prior Catholic teaching, therefore making it heretical. That's why Sadovacantism exists. Okay. Now I'll, I'll get to what it isn't for you Vatican II types, but for right now, suffice it to say, it's not, you know, Forget what Jimmy Aiken says. Forget whatever Vatican II guy is telling you. We're a bunch of um, trailer park rednecks, you know, being our own pope and whatnot. Okay, that's not it. What we are is, is we are refusing to acknowledge what we consider a heretical council. And we are just following the teachings that were put forth prior to Vatican II. Like I said, you you know, you can you can sit there and and and, and um you know, bring up all these ridiculous questions. Okay? Well, what about this? What about that? And you you can make all the stupid arguments you want and you can mock and make fun of us. Um Vatican II people consider themselves Bible people. So let me let me ask you if you've ever heard this line from the Gospels. By, by their fruits, you will know them. Okay? I'm sure you have. I'm sure if you crack the Gospels, and because it's in the book of Matthew, it's right there at the beginning. By their fruits, you will know them. Okay. So take a look at the past 60 years. Has there been any good fruit from Vatican II? If you're being perfectly honest with yourself, that's a rare person indeed. You're going to have to answer in the negatory. Nothing good came out of Vatican II. Nothing. Except, except to make what people, you know, modern people think of, of the Catholic Church is inherently corrupt and um, a, uh, a bunch of pedophiles. Okay? Um, the, the, the bottom line is, is that Set of accountism, despite what you've been told, despite what you think you you think you know, is not what it's not what you think it is. 
and I put it as simply as I can. It's basically Catholic, uh, people um, worshiping the same way that they did and believing the same way and and reading the, 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 the saints and stuff prior to Vatican II. So, um, you know, like I said, you guys can deny it all you want to. I just bottom lined it for you. And, you know, if you want to make, you know, if you, if you want to have autistic arguments, go, go. There, there are plenty of boards with set of a contest on set of a contest on them. They'll be more than happy to debate you. Me personally. I'm not, not so much, no. Um, and by the way, just one more question before I turn to the set of a contest part of this equation. How many of you guys have actually had an honest conversation with a set of a contest? And when I mean honest, I mean without an agenda, without, um, Without trying, you know, to play gotcha, just basically being intellectually honest and curious. So that's my question to you guys of Vatican II. Now, for set of a contest, what set of a contism is, is it is the full expression of the Catholic Church. Prior to Vatican II. What I mean by that is. It's not just a liturgy. It's not just a doctrine. It means. The spirituality. And the, 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 the striving for. Uh, piety and holiness. Now um, I don't know. If any set of a contest here. My episodes. But if there are. I, I, I can guess what you go, you, you hammer this, you hammer this. That's all you ever talk about. Well, yeah, because quite frankly, what I'm seeing on the internet is, is not encouraging in the sense that, you know, people seem to think that it's all about doctrine, it's all about liturgy. It's not. There's more to it than that. But once again, the, the set of accountants who may listen uh, have a point. I pounded that, that, particular, that particular dead horse to a pulp. But, you know. Now, I'm going to say what set of accountism isn't. For my Vatican II people, it's not heretical. It's not schismatic. It's not a bunch of a toothless trailer park people deciding to form their own church. And while we're at that, you know, um, you know, the people that started Vatican II, they actually started the, the their own church because Vatican II has nothing to do with with real Catholicism. Hate to tell you guys, it doesn't. Has nothing to do with that. Um, set of a contism has nothing to do with um, 
No, basically, it, it, it's, it, it's, it is actual Catholicism, and I've already said that. So um, that's, that's the long and short of it. Now, for the set of Acontists out there, I haven't really, really talked. About, well, I mean, I've, I've done an episode, but I, I'm going to bottom line it. What's what set of Acontism isn't? It's not a clique. You know, we are no longer in high school. We don't have cliques and call them communities. Where, well, you know, me and my buddies, we're in our community and we're not going to let anyone in. We are not a clique. C- true Catholicism is universal. That means anybody with good intentions and, you know... Um, a right attitude should be able, you know, to get in to, to, the, to, to the true Catholic Church. It is also not um, about casting judgment on people. Okay? It's not about casting judgment on people. Yes, I know, there's depravity going on, okay? Now, some of you might say, hey, I've been married to the same woman for 20 years. I've been married to this, never watched porn, never... I guarantee you, if you did a self-inventory by reading the, uh, uh, what's it called, um, uh, examination of conscience, and you were really honest with yourself, okay, Maybe you don't have like massively, um, massively uh, obvious sins that other people have. But in God's eyes, if you have even a venial sin, you're as bad as the person with purple hair and uh, assless chaps going to the gay pride parade. Okay. And by the way, um, you know, self-righteousness is a sin. Um, it's also, it's also not about politics. Okay. Now I understand and I really do because I was caught up in this myself that there are things going on politically that this, uh, satanic, uh, Masonic overlords are pulling that, yeah, you got to, you know, even if you're trying to keep keep your attention on God, you got to kind of keep an eye on them too. But, but I would also stress getting close to God is more important than what they're doing. Because if you are in a state of grace and you die in that state of grace, you're, you're going to heaven. You know, and, and using, I've said this before, use a, well, I'll just go to purgatory. That's not where you're called to go, bro. Hate to tell you, you're supposed to try to be a saint as best as you can. You're supposed to give God a hundred percent, not 95, not 65, a hundred as much as you can and help him, you know, and he'll do the rest. But, you know, I hate to tell you this. I, no, I, I and I mean this sincerely. Do 
do you do you honestly think that what the satanic uh masonic guys are doing right now is that they're doing it behind God's back if you actually think that then you need to take a look at the book of Job because before uh Satan could do what he did to, to Job he had to ask God's permission okay it's the same thing here. What is happening now is not happening without God's permission. So there's nothing. I mean, you could defend yourself and your family, but that's about as far as you can go. There's no political outcome that can be at this point can be done. And while I'm at this, I see said Vacantis online. Who, who will give you chapter and verse about, you know, the latest political stuff. But, and I'm not kidding here. If you mention the Sermon on the Mount, they'll be like, what are you talking about? Now, this is not me being self-righteous. It really isn't. It really isn't. I don't have a leg to stand on, and I'm not any holier than any of you guys. But... That made me do a double take. That really did, because I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're a baptized cat, uh, true Catholic, and you don't know the Sermon on the Mount, which is in the very first book of the Gospels. Now, I will admit this up front. Perhaps, it probably is, perhaps I'm being a little... Uh, a little, uh, no, not a little. I'm being judgmental. So if I am, please forgive me. Okay, I, I ask, I sincerely ask for your forgiveness. But how can we be so wrapped up into politics that we don't even know the basics of the new? T Trust me, guys. The Sermon on the Mount is basically Jesus's uh, bullet-pointed doctrine. Okay? I mean, yeah, okay, we need to know what's going on in the world, but it shouldn't be at the expense of knowing the Bible. And I, I do realize there's a set of contests out there, oh, well, you know, they started pushing the Bible all on on um, North, uh, after Vatican II. That's not true either. There have been popes uh, before, prior to Vatican II, who have encouraged reading the Bible. Now, of course, Vatican II being what it is, they took it and perverted it, but it's just not Vatican II that's been pushing it. They perverted it, but that, you know, um, there, there were popes prior, prior to Vatican II who encouraged Bible reading. And for that matter, reading, uh, you know, saints and stuff. So this, this is not a Vatican II invention. It's just been twisted by him. And I, I'm going to end this. I'm going to end this by saying. Um. Even 
even the demons sometimes acknowledge truth. Okay? And when I say that, the, the point I'm trying to get at here is, is that sometimes Protestants, probably not knowing, you know, not intentionally doing it, and sometimes Vatican II people do this, they, they will accidentally say the truth. So just because a Vatican II person or a Protestant, you know, tell the truth, that doesn't mean that they're wrong. They're right, but for the wrong reasons. And I hate to admit this, even the, you know, even some of the uh, hierarchy of Vatican II have told the truth. Obviously for the wrong reasons. But they have told the truth. So just because somebody in Vatican II says something that's truthful, you shouldn't write it off, or Protestants for that matter. Um... And by the way, I just want to make it clear. When I say that we're universal, what I'm saying is, is we're to be the salt and the light. I, I know I've already covered this in another episode. But that means that anybody of goodwill and good conscience, we're, we're, we're supposed to deal with them. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up not because I'm butthurt that it happened. I'm bringing this up because um, I'm using myself as an example. Um, if we are self-righteous about an honest inquirer, you know, if we're online and they've got some questionable things, but they're asking honest questions and they're showing a willingness to learn, the last thing we want to do is shut them down because they're not, quote unquote, where we're at. And for the record, to those of you who pull that crap, let me tell you something. You're... You know, you haven't always been holy yourself. And, you know, I'm not God, so I'm not going to presume to make a judgment. But I'm sure there's some things in your life you could clean up too. It would behoove you to remember that we're all have, I'm sorry, I'll quote St. Paul. All have fallen short of the glory of God. So when a person, you know, is, is, is asking you honest questions... Before you climb on your high horse, you best remember you're guilty, you know, maybe not of something as bad as that person, but as long as you're guilty of the remotest thing, you're still guilty. Now, that's all I have to say. Um, I'm sorry if it came out. I'm sorry if it came out a little harsh. Um, but. Uh, no, I'm not going to make excuses. It, it did come out harsh, but quite frankly, um, I don't know what else to do. I really don't. Because, you know, I, I, I'm just, 
I'll put it like this. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm probably taking it out on you guys, the, the things I'm working through spiritually. And for that, I apologize. My tone was not the way I wanted it to come across. I wanted to be a little more reasonable. So I want to apologize for the tone. Um, you know, I, I believe it or not, I'm well aware of my own sins and I'm trying to work through them. And, um, you know, that, that's part of the reason why a lot of, uh, a lot of atheists don't want to become Christians because they realize if they did and they're sincere about it, it's, it's going to be the toughest thing they ever did. But that's no excuse. I apologize and I humbly beg for your forgiveness for the tone. Not the message, but the tone. It was uncalled for. Anyway, guys, you didn't have to listen. And I, if, if, if you sat through that, <laughs> I really appreciate it because, like I said, not my best effort. And um, I, 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 I hope, despite, despite myself, that the Holy Ghost somehow worked through me and uh, gave you some food for thought hopefully touched you in the right way and um ah uh, i uh i'm praying for you guys and by the way i'm i'm not i'm not too uh proud to ask for prayers if any of you guys want to pray for me i could use them cuz i'm kind of going through a tough time spiritually but um, thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Jeune Seigneur, ton œuvre splendide, un cœur de feu, une âme de guerrier. Tu les donnas à la Vierge timide Que tu voulais couronner de laurier Sainte Jeanne de France Notre espérance repose en vous Sainte Jeanne de France Priez, priez pour nous Jeanne entendit dans son humble prairie Des voix du ciel l'appeler au combat Elle partit pour sauver la patrie La douce enfant à l'armée commanda Sainte Jeanne de France Notre espérance repose en vous Sainte Jeanne de France Priez, priez pour nous Des fiers guerriers, elle gagne les âmes L'éclat divin de l'envoyé des cieux Son rompir regard, ses paroles de flamme Sur courber les fronts audacieux Sainte Jeanne de France notre espérance repose en vous, Sainte Jeanne.
prier et prier pour nous. Jeanne, c'est toi notre unique espérance. Du haut des cieux, daignons tendre nos voix. Descends vers nous, viens convertir la France. Viens la sauver une seconde.